Happy Thanksgiving. This is Paul Puckett, and you're listening to Getting There. been an interesting year. Interesting things happening. Some of us are extremely depressed. Some of us are extremely happy and some of us are healthily going about our lives and not worrying about all of it. But holidays, boy, I tell you what, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. But for some of you, you're probably dreading it, which let's put a little spin of humor on it. I bet you'll, there's going to be a lot of music on today's show, by the way. Um, a pretty, pretty big, wide variety. Um, let's start with a theme song I bet you'll recognize. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? Good night, everybody! Given the high ratings for that show, which, by the way, is among my favorites, that was the theme song from Frasier, sung by Kelsey Grammer, the star... Who played Frasier? Now, why did I want to bring up Frasier? Well, what I was leading towards with this type of year, an election year, and then Thanksgiving just a few short weeks after an election, and maybe, maybe some of you really felt strongly about either candidate where you really wanted them to win. And some of you are ecstatic. Your candidate won. And some of you, based on what I see on Facebook, are borderline suicidal because your candidate, Hillary Clinton, may have won the popular vote but didn't win the Electoral College vote, giving us all something to argue about should we so choose. Well, it it made me remember one of my favorite Frasier episodes, actually almost all of them are my favorite, um, where it's, it's a Christmas show, not a Thanksgiving show, but I think what some of you are thinking about right now, you might be able to relate to this. Frazier gets a call. I'd love to play the clip for you, but I couldn't find it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read part of the script. Uh, Frazier gets a call from a fellow named Bob. Um, for trivia, this is uh, Season 3, Episode 9, Frazier Grinch is the title of the show. And you may not know that most of the callers that call Frazier are celebrities. And Bob, in this case, his voice is Ray Liotta. And Bob calls up Frazier and says, hey, Doc, I'm at the airport, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting on the plane. And Frazier says, now, Bob, statistics prove that we're safer in the air than on the ground. Bob says, "Eh, that's not it. I'm supposed to be flying home to Newark for Christmas, but the flight just one gate over is to Maui. I'm telling you, it's calling me, Doc. And Frazier says, well, why are you hesitant to go home? And Bob says, well, because it's the same thing every year. 
brief aside, I, I think you're all hoping it will be the same thing every year, but it's, it may not be. I travel 3,000 miles to sit out at the dinner table with my family. What do we talk about? Do we talk about what's going on in our lives? No. Our hopes and dreams? No. We talk about the turkey. Boy, that's quite a bird. 24-pounder. What time did you have to get up to put that in the oven, Ange? Oh, boy, that's moist. You must have been basting that bird all day. Oh, are those walnuts in the stuffing? Oh, God, I forgot to put the rolls in the oven. You know... I guess what I'm trying to say, Bob, is that we're all in the same gravy boat, if you will. But you see, the important thing is that we spend time with our loved ones. Just think how you'd feel if you woke up tomorrow morning 6,000 miles away from your home and family. And Bob says, well, I tell you, that really puts it in perspective, Doc. I got a plane to catch. And Fraser responds, Melakalekabaka, Bob. We'll be right back after these messages. You know... This Thanksgiving and Christmas, you got to be careful because you may have supported a candidate big time and one of your family members, your parents, your sister or brother, a cousin, whoever happens to be at the table, may have supported the other one and the potential is ripe for a really, really bad holiday. So try to remember what Thanksgiving is all about. It's about being thankful. So find something, find something to be thankful for. That may be difficult, but it's doable. Basically, what you need to do is give thanks and praise. Give thanks and praises to the most high. Give thanks and praises so high. He will not deceive us, my brethren. He will only lead us. Oh, take that veil from off your eyes. Look into the future of Jackie. 
And that was Bob Marley and the Whalers, Give Thanks and Praise. As I said, you may notice I'm talking fast because, you know, Thanksgiving to me, there's a lot of great music. And and this is going to be a wide variety on the show. We open with the Frasier theme, then Bob Marley. You know, it's important to put things in perspective, at least once a year at Thanksgiving, maybe more often. And that's one of the goals of this show. Let's get the disclosure out of the way while I'm thinking about it and the the only money topic I'm going to cover today out of the way as well. First of all, I'm Paul Puckett. I'm the host of the show. I'm also an investment advisor representative of Q1 Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And we work in Virginia, North Carolina, and Florida, where I live. I'm an independent insurance agent serving clients in Florida and Virginia. Everything you hear on this show is intended as general advice Without knowing the details of your portfolio, I really can't tell you exactly what you should do, although there are some general things that apply to pretty much everybody. Okay, we've got the disclosure out of the way. Here's, and you've heard this a thousand times on the show, and I'm thankful for you all listening. One of the things I'm thankful for is you. Okay, interest rates, they've already spiked a little bit after the election. We are likely to finally see what I've been warning about for about five years now. When interest rates go up, bonds go down. There have been several really good columns in MarketWatch, CNN Money, Bloomberg, warning everybody rates are about to get very ugly. As a matter of fact, one of the articles is retirement investors most likely to be hit the worst by rising rates affecting their bond funds. Hmm. So... If you're in bond funds right now, get out. There are better places. Even if you just park it in a CD, don't find yourself losing, as the article in Bloomberg said, and as I say, 20, 30, 40% of your fixed income portfolio. You know, fixed income normally doesn't drop like that. It's like an event that occurs every three or four decades in one direction or the other because interest rate cycles run quite long. I want next year for you to be thankful you weren't in bond funds when that happened. A CD, a fixed annuity, an indexed annuity, There are lots of options with guaranteed principal. They don't get great returns. They don't get high returns. We're not talking about growth here. We're talking about preservation of capital, guaranteed principal, which is preservation of capital, and the potential for more income and a higher rate of return than you're going to get in any bond fund except maybe high yield. That's a different animal. High yield bonds are closer to the performance of the stock market. Economic growth determines their value. Okay, that was rapid, but what I want to make sure you heard, so you'll be thankful next year, and so will I, get out of bond funds. If you're not sure what to do, visit my website, www.ppucket.com. That's P-P-U-C-K-E-T-T.com. Give me a call, 941-275-4556. Be happy to talk with you about your options. If you're not in the state I'm licensed in, I'll try to direct you somewhere else. Keep in mind, I work with people in Florida and Virginia. That's a lot of people um, who might need me. So it's not like I need to be national. Okay, let's get back to Thanksgiving 
one of my favorite holidays. You know, I have fond memories growing up of Thanksgiving. You know, we're talking about getting together with family. And one of the parts that was funny is we used to all get together on my mother's side of the family in South Carolina. Cousins, my aunts and uncles, um, grandmother, um, my my um, great aunt. And it was odd to me because I was one of the few people in the room who was not ordained. I'm being serious. My dad was a Southern Baptist minister of music and ordained to preach. My mom was the church organist. My uncle was a reverend. His wife was the choir director. My great aunt was a missionary to Argentina. And when you see that background and you think, okay, here comes the financial guy who did not go into the um, professional field um, of of, uh, anything religious. Oh, boy. Anyway, every year I was the one asked to pray. Every single year. So after three or four years of being the guy who opened the prayer, I finally leaned over to my uncle and I said, I'm just curious. I'm the guy that's not ordained. Why am I always giving the prayer at Thanksgiving? And with zero hesitation, he put his hand on my shoulder, leaned over and said, you're the only one where the food will still be hot when you're done with the prayer. I have to agree based on my experience with the crowd, that that is accurate. I miss those events with my mom and dad both passing. Dad passed away last year at 92 years old. My mom way too soon back in 94 at 67. And we really haven't gotten together as a big group since. So our Thanksgivings are a reminder of time passing and our lives changing. And sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it makes you a little sad. But be thankful that you're here. I'm thankful you're listening. Let's take a brief break. Hi, this is Paul Puckett. As you may know, I love coffee. My friends would tell you I don't love coffee. It's an obsession, and not just any coffee. Espresso. If you're in the Bradenton area... One of the jewels of Bradenton is Old Main Street, and you'll find a coffee shop, B-Town Coffee, with a great alley and awnings and fans to keep you cool in the summer and in the shade, free Wi-Fi, and quite frankly, the best hot dog in town. Stop by. You'll enjoy B-Town Coffee. You know, Thanksgiving is a time where what's important, and a lot of people say this is important every single day. I would agree. But Thanksgiving is a time where we remind ourselves that what we really need, what we really need is gratitude.
another great group, one of my favorites, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Gratitude. Maybe hard sometimes to have gratitude when you're experiencing some challenges or when you're dealing way too much with watching the news. I'll tell you a great stress reducer I learned a while ago. It's important to be informed. Don't want you to get the impression that I live in some little planet where I don't know what's going on. But I found, I found, and it's a lot easier to be grateful when you're not stressed. So a little stress reduction technique for you with due respect to television and radio media. What I found is that when I read the news from multiple sources, I don't get the stress I get when I watch or listen to the news. You know, I need to be informed, particularly since I'm an advisor and some of the things that occur might affect my client's portfolio or my listener's portfolio. And, you know, interest rates is one of those. I wouldn't know what, well, I'd know from looking at the data on um, investments, but I wouldn't be as informed about what's happening in the markets if I didn't keep up. And there are world events that affect the markets as well. The important thing to do is stay invested for the most part. This bond thing is the first time in my entire career I've said you need to get out of this whole sector. Um, and I've been doing this for about 20, well, let's just not even say how long, but it's over 28 years. I think we're coming up on 30. Hmm. That may explain the gray hair. Well, you know, I mentioned um, earlier that there's a lot of religious um, background in my family. I chose a different path, but um, I majored in music. And one of the goals I have on this show is to share music with you in the hopes of introducing you to some new artists, introducing you to something you haven't heard, um, and maybe educating slightly um, on what makes a great song, what, what composers, writers, bands have done songs that, that have messages beyond maybe what they even intended And so we're going to play some music um, here um, coming up that is more classical style um, in nature. And what I'd like to do now is, is play for you from a musical written by one of America's greatest composers, Aaron Copeland, a piece called The Promise of Living, The Promise of Living. And maybe we should be thankful that we do have a promise of life. We don't know how long it will be. Not a bad time to mention that one of the other things I emphasize on the show is please remember no matter how much money you have, your life, your time, your health are infinitely more valuable than any other asset you own, financial asset you own, your your family, your friends, infinitely more valuable. And so... To the extent that you have a lot of money, sometimes you get caught up in it. When you don't have much, you obsess on getting it. Don't forget to leave time for yourself, to spend time with those you love and care about. Because it's, it's, it's those things that really indicate your wealth. All right, in the, in the musical The Tenderland... Um, and I may be calling a, uh, an opera, a musical. I'll double-check that as I play it. Um, Aaron Copeland, phenomenal American composer, theme for a common man, I'm sure you've heard, 
wrote a piece called The Promise of Living. I'd like you, if you're not driving, just ease back. It's about six minutes. And take a listen to a truly great American composer's work.
from the opera, I double-checked, The Tender Land, written by Aaron Copeland, arranged by John Williams. For those of you who are movie fans, you know that name from the Boston Symphony Orchestra. And that was The Promise of Living. The Promise of Living. You know, it's like I say, we don't know how long we have. Money is just a tool. So think less about money this Thanksgiving and more about family, friends, maybe doing some traveling, enjoying your life. Yes, okay, maybe Saturday before the football games, if it's, if it's that time of year where you tend to look. I think you should do a big review once a year of your portfolio, not just with your professional. You need to take a look. But for the most part, during the year, it's really just a quick glance to make sure everything's okay. And I don't mean up or down in market value. You know, make sure nobody hacked into your account. Make sure the money's where it belongs. Things of that nature. All right. So, Aaron Copeland, American composer, um, just I'd encourage you to go to iTunes or wherever. If you liked that piece, The Promised Land, taken from the opera, The Tender Land. Aaron Copeland's music is just, it's truly American. It's, um, I, I, I'm almost speechless at what he was able to do. Plus the fact, one of his favorite instruments he features a lot that you heard in that piece is the French horn, and it happens to be one of mine. No, I never played it. I have sung that uh, piece, though. I, um, for about a decade, was a tenor in the Virginia Symphony course and have many, many fond memories of performing The Promised Land and Beethoven's Ninth and Balshazar's Feast, rarely performed by William Walton at Kennedy Center. One of the things I'm thankful for is the musical background that allowed me to participate in the production, in the performance of some truly, truly great music. You know, I played a um, brief little commercial I do for B-Town Coffee. Um, voluntary, by the way. I love B-Town Coffee. Um, it's downtown Bradenton, and I happen to love old Main Street. Lots of fun things to do on Main Street. There's a restaurant right across the street called O'Bricks. If you're in Manatee County or Sarasota County or traveling through the southwest of Florida... You know, a lot of people head to Siesta Key, they head to Anna Marie Island, they head to the beach, they head to, you know, big places everybody knows. Well, Old Main Street is a hidden jewel. So if you're passing through the area, it's about 10 to 15 minutes off of I-75 heading east towards Anna Marie Island on your right when you see downtown. And I'd encourage you to stop in. Let's take a brief break and get back to some great Thanksgiving music. You've heard me talk about the dangers of remaining in bond funds in this environment. Unless you want low returns and potential high losses, you need something different. You need a different strategy. Retirement income lock is what I named a strategy, but the strategy has been around for a while. If you'd like to have a quick idea of exactly how it works, I'd encourage you to get my guide. It's really a book at Amazon.com, but uh, it's only about 60 pages. Why? I don't want you to have to spend forever reading it. And it's simple and easy to understand. Retirement Income Lock is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website, www.ppucket.com. Hit the Publications tab, and there's a link to order it directly from Amazon for just $5.95. If you're looking for a solution 
to the danger in bonds, I would strongly suggest you pick up a copy. Well, so far you've heard the theme song from Frazier, a little Bob Marley, a little Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then, of course, a great transition to, well, I don't know if the transition was great, but a big transition to Aaron Copeland, a great American composer. Well, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this, but when the, the pilgrims arrived here and celebrated their first Thanksgiving, they were um, here as a British colony, forming a British colony. They were Brits. And when it comes to choral music, some of the best choral music ever written happens to be in the British tradition. One of the things I'm thankful for, because as I've told you on the show, one of the ways you can reduce stress is get out in nature. Nature is here on the planet. It's on Earth. And I think not only does it give you perspective and reduce stress, it's just something you don't even have to pay for. Whether you're taking a bike ride, a hike, or just sitting around looking at the birds or taking a nap under a tree, nature is something I'm very thankful for. I'm very thankful for the beauty of the earth. Thank you. 
It's almost hard to speak after a song like that, but that was John Rutter, British composer, and For the Beauty of the Earth, performed by the Cambridge Singers. Now, if you're looking to hear more music like that, choral music, performed extremely well, I'd highly recommend you Google the Cambridge Singers. The Cambridge Singers are, from a standpoint of British music, English choral music, the top. Now, I realize somebody out there who knows me um, may be saying, no, Paul, they're really, really good, but this other British thing, yeah, okay, whatever. The bottom line is they're really, really good. And it's the kind of music that, you know, you may not hear that often um, on the radio. You may identify it with church music, and to a certain degree, that's accurate. But there's nothing wrong with picking up a CD and maybe sticking on the headphones and sitting out enjoying nature while hearing a piece about nature. So, like I say, I'm thankful for the beauty of the earth. We're gonna like I'm gonna be trying to fit in, which is why you hear me stumbling over my words a little bit. A lot of music today, because you know I'm concerned that all of us are dreading a Thanksgiving experience that will make us less thankful when we leave than when we got there. So find the things that you are thankful for and do them. It's, you know, make time. It's an important thing to do. It's for, look, as an investment advisor, yes, okay, there are things you must do from a portfolio management standpoint to maximize your returns and minimize your risk. That's your goal anyway. There's process. There's a discipline process to do that. And there's different ways to do it. I have my own. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, it's the best or the worst. I would say it's a discipline process that makes sense and it works. Any advisor who tells you, hey, I've got the best plan. Oh, you know, let's question that a little bit because if, if you're in the industry, there's always something that in a given time period outperforms something else. Speaking of which, the big surprise when Barack Obama was elected was how much the market went up. Now, in his case, it initially fell, but a lot of conservatives felt like this is the end of the stock market as we know it, and they sold, and some of their advisors allowed them to. The, the vast majority, this is coincidental, not design, but the vast majority of my clients happen to be conservative. And, you know, needless to say, with the election of Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi is, um, um, why am I talking about stuff that's depressing? Let me just say this. The stock market actually did phenomenally well during the Obama years. A lot of people missed out on it because they thought, no, that's not going to happen. Well, so far, since the election, the market has taken off like a little rocket ship. It probably will pop back down a little bit here and there. But we just don't know. Anybody who says they do, hmm, I'm not sure I'd listen to them. I, I don't know in any given year what the market's going to do. What I do know is this. You should only put money in the stock market that is long-term. Why? Well, because that first year you put it in, or any year that matter, you could lose 20 30 40%. You don't really lose it if you don't have to sell. It goes back up. Why has the market gone up since the election? I'll tell you something that you may not know. 
and I know this to be 100% accurate, more dollars were buying than selling. That makes the market go up. When more dollars are being sold, more stocks are being sold, their dollar value, than bought, the market falls. Everything else you hear is theory. Everything else you hear is theory. Bottom line is when more money goes into the market, it goes up. When money's being pulled out of the market, it falls. Makes sense, huh? Real estate, by the way, is also getting back to 2007 levels. So be thankful for that. But be careful. A brief money aside, I couldn't resist. You know, it's um, it's interesting. Shifting music. Usually I play blues, acoustic, singer-songwriter, occasionally for the millennials. And because the songs make good points, a little hip-hop and other things on the show. I haven't really played that much classical. One of the reasons is they're typically not short pieces. And I've got two more I want to fit in, even though I'm overemphasizing one composer. But John Rutter really, just to me, captures an experience. Music is a language. And I think it communicates at a level that simple words don't. And so, you know, I've said one of the things I'm thankful for, very, very thankful for, is nature, the planet, the world. This next piece, still the Cambridge Singers, composed by John Rutter, Look at the World.
And that was the Cambridge Singers, Look at the World, composed by John Rutter. You know, it's interesting. If you go to YouTube, where I get the music for the show, the both of the John, all three of the John Rutter pieces you're going to hear, I have one last one, all the um, music is on the screen where you can actually see what the singers are looking at, which um, brings back memories for me, and I think... Um, is sort of educational for those of you who, who would like to see, well, what does the music look like on paper? Um, but I have no objection to those of you who, like me, for the most part, prefer to let my ears do the judging and do the appreciating. And I'm thankful for great music. I love lots of different styles, as you know. Today, I just happen to be emphasizing music of a more classical nature. Now, you know, it's interesting to me that Thanksgiving is not just mine, but many people's favorite holiday. I have a theory on it. For one thing, the food at Thanksgiving. <laughs> As you know, I'm, I'm currently working on a little bit of weight loss to get blood sugar under control. And blood sugar is now already under control from focusing on vegetables, fruits, nuts, and legumes. That's uh, kidney beans, garbanzo beans, beans. You know, Thanksgiving, if you think that's what I'm going to focus on tomorrow, you've lost your mind. No, I'm going to be enjoying all sorts of things. I'm making an appetizer for a little party we're going to at friend's house. I say little party. There'll probably be 100 people there. But great recipe I can describe fairly quickly. You take asparagus, steam it, and immediately chill it so it maintains a crispness. Wrap the base of it, about three-quarters of it, with just a little tiny slender piece of roast beef a couple of different times, and then put out some horseradish dipping sauce. Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to making that because I'll probably sample it. So I want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving with whoever you spend it with and have safe travel to and from wherever you may be going and the people that come to visit you, maybe, if you're not traveling. Everybody have a safe Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy themselves. Get ready to walk away from the table if some of that political stuff comes up. That can make it difficult. However, it is very, very, very difficult to talk when your mouth is full of turkey. One of the places I sang regularly was the symphony, but I was also paid to sing in a couple of different churches. And one of them in Louisville, Kentucky, closed every service with a great message. And so I'd like to close today's show with a wish for you at Thanksgiving. I'll have a couple of seconds after the song, but this is John Rutter. The Lord bless you and keep you.
John Rutter, the Cambridge Singers, the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a great Thanksgiving. May all your teams win and may the dinner table conversation be pleasing and uplifting. Enjoy your trip and happy Thanksgiving.